Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Today's message, I'm calling it Transformers. Transformers, not the cars that, you know, become monsters or things. I'm not talking about that. Transformers. Let's get into the living and powerful Word of God as we move forward in this message called Transformers. Acts chapter 17 is where we're going to be. And this is a really interesting thing. It's, there's a frenzy in the world and a frenzy in the city in the book of Acts. Cities are in freakout mode because every place the gospel goes in and the disciples are moving in, the power of God is showing up and stuff is shaking. People are getting saved. People are getting healed. People are getting set free from demonic influence. And that's the key, isn't it? And so the, the, the power in the early church is kind of freaking out the world. And that's what happens in Acts chapter 17, verse 5. But the Jews who were not persuaded, the ones who didn't get saved, becoming envious, took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathering a mob. Well, that's happening right now. Don't trust the mob, okay? Don't trust the mob. Don't trust the people screaming in the marketplace. And gathering a mob, he set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out. Listen to this. This is what they're saying. These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Look what the message was they were proclaiming. Verse 7, Jason has harbored them, and these are all acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar. Here's what they're saying. There's another king, Jesus. That was the message that was shaking the city. There's another king, and his name is Jesus. I'm going to read in, weave in Romans chapter 12 and 2 Corinthians 3 as well. You, you might know this. You probably know it by heart. Hope you do. Romans 12, 2. And the Bible says, do not be conformed. Talk about that in a few minutes. To this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. In your home right now, say it, transform. Say it out loud, transform. Into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Father, would you breathe on this word and help us to prophesy and declare your power and your presence. Thank you for the apostolic and prophetic anointing on this church to not just survive in these times, but to thrive in these moments because of your presence and power in Jesus' name. Amen. If you didn't see last week, you need to log on and look at it. But we talked about a message, a prophetic word for such a time as this. We said when the enemy tries to scatter the church, God's turn, God turns it into distribution. He wants to disperse, not to disperse in the sense of the scattering, but to get everybody wherever they go to be mobilized and activated. And I want to say a big shout out to 
Many of you, I've seen some of your online you know, postings, your social media postings. And man, I'm so proud of people like Chandra who have, she's a teacher. And so she is doing what she does online. Every day she's doing story time for her kids. And I know many of our kids in the church and many other children probably as this thing gets out there are being blessed by someone, by Chandra, who's, we, we, she's always been so perky and that she just percolating all over everybody, reading stories. That's powerful. That makes such a difference. And Jenny, Jenny's a nurse. She's a nursing supervisor three nights a week at Ocala Regional. She decided to turn her fear and anxiety and all the feelings that all these nurses and doctors on the front lines are expressing to her. She's hearing that. She's feeling it every night. And she decided to have a prayer meeting for the medical community in the middle of the night the other night. And I think it's going to be ongoing. Eight people showed up at the first one where Jenny was just being Jenny in the anointing that's on her life. That's what I'm talking about. Those of you that are getting, I saw Brian's testimony just saying, hey, I want to proclaim that God is in, Jesus, in, 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 the, Lord, in the Lord of my life in this time, that Jesus is <clears throat> the Lord of my life. And, and he, is, he was doing that online. I, you know, everybody has a part just Take your gift, your talent, your ability, and do what you do. Be who you are. I want to ask you today, how are you doing? How are you doing at adapting to all the changes going on? You know, a couple weeks ago, it was, oh no, uh, don't gather in groups of less than 250. Remember back in those good old days when we could gather 250? <laughs> we thought, 250, oh no, what are we going to do? We're going to scramble. But it's spring break, we can do this. And then the next week it was 50. 50, okay, don't gather for more than 50. Okay, we're gonna find a way. And within a day after that, it was like 10. Now it's like you and your pet should keep six feet apart. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's like getting this decreasing thing all the time. And so I wanna ask you how you're doing. How are you coping? How are you getting through? I'm usually pretty good with change. I'm an early adopter. I love new technology the day it comes out. I like that. I'm not freaked out by most change. We've always said around here, blessed are the flexible, for they will bend without breaking. Blessed are the flexible, they will bend without breaking. That's an important point for you right now. If you're a person that is uptight, you may snap. You better let the flow of God come through you to take a minute every day, take a breath, and remember who's in charge here of your life. Lately, it's been a lot, even for people that, that move usually seamlessly with lots of changes, it's a lot, even for me. And I understand how tired and frustrated many of you are feeling. The fact is, I, I wish I knew how long this was gonna last. God hasn't shown me, I don't know. I'm believing for, a, for an Easter breakthrough in some way. I don't know what that means uh, exactly and specifically, but I'm believing for things to start to change and turn. But I'll tell you this, when we get to have church together again, I am going to shout. I'm going, it is gonna be like a heaven party when we can just see each other. Think about that, just a few weeks from now, we don't know when. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But whenever it is, the Bible says in Psalm 126, when we finally realized all God's promises coming together, we were like those who dream. You know, I'm dreaming. 
I'm dreaming of a gathering of 500 or more. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm just I'm dreaming of being the church again. I'm just dreaming of it. Um, and I hope you are. We've got to keep believing and trusting God and believing Him. But we used to say about the modern world when we started the church, the only constant is change. How are you doing at navigating change? That's been almost a daily occurrence for the past few weeks. And, and let me say this to you. I was telling somebody before the service, it's incredible how many churches that have been stiff and aging and inflexible about doing online campuses and live streaming and all the things that we do around here. It's been so interesting for me to see that pastors have had to jump into this. Pastors have had to get a hold of this. And, and, and let me say this to you. Pastors, maybe you're watching. I know you might be freaking out right now, but you need to relax. You need to get a grip. It's okay. This is your moment. Just loosen up and let God be God. That's the important thing, that we can make sure that God has the moments he needs and the time that we're trusting him to do something powerful. The word of God boldly proclaims that people are constantly changing. The word says it, people are constantly changing. That's what's happening, that's what the Bible says. Whether they realize it or not, the question becomes how. See, here's the deal. As Christ followers, we actually have a choice. The Bible says you have a choice. You can be conformed and changing more into the freak out mode of the world right now. You can be, you can just, hey, if you want to join in, the Bible says, you know, Bible doesn't say this. People say misery loves company. It's an old saying, right? I, I can't, I say the Bible says so much. I thought the Bible said that. It doesn't. But it says this, evil company corrupts good, good manners, which is the similar point, And that is, that when people are freaking out, they want to be around either somebody else that's going to steady them or somebody's going to jump into the pity party with them and just freak out with them. But the freak out mode doesn't do anything positive. It just prolongs your pain. Whether you realize it or not, people are changing all around you. You're changing. You're either going, you're either being conformed to the image of the world system or you're being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ, God's son. And I want you, I, listen, you're more resilient than you think. If somebody would have told you, I said to my wife earlier, if somebody would have told you, if I would have prophesied in January, I, the Spirit of God told me that gas prices are going to come down to $1.81 and under. By end of March, we would have gone, yeah. But if I told you what it took to get it down to $1.81, you'd be like, no. And that's okay. We gotta take the, the good news and the bad news. Hey, the good news is gas is cheap. The bad news is there's no place for us to go. That's okay, that's why it's cheap. But God takes care, and guess what? When we can go somewhere again, the gas price is gonna go up a little bit. Don't have to be a prophet to know that. And you know what? God's going to provide you with gas money, <clears throat> excuse me, with all the gas money you need to be able to do what you need to do when you can do it. God's people 
in this changing. Let me say it again. You're either being conned, conformed, either being conned into being like everybody else is freaking out, or, and listen to the, you know, everything Dr. Fauci says. Dr. Fauci isn't Jesus, okay? I love the fact that we are compiling the best experts in the world. But let me tell you something. Doctors are trained by their very nature and their whole course of study to look for the worst case scenario. That's what doctors are trained to do. So don't be shocked if the doctors are ruling everything if we're in freakout mode. The experts. I'm not in freakout mode because my hope isn't in Dr. Fauci or Dr. Burks or whatever. I respect them and I'm doing my best to socially distance and all that stuff. But let me say this to you. If you're being conned, you're being formed in the image of this world system. And that's exactly what the enemy wants for this time. If you want to be like Jesus, you've got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind in God's word. Here's the truth. God's people are conduits of heaven's power to bring change. So you're a change agent, whether you realize or not. If you're, if you're part of now church, if you're part of the kingdom of God, if you love Jesus in your heart, and you're filled with the power of his Holy Spirit, you are a conduit of heaven's power to bring or to help lead change. How are you doing? Because if you think you're freaking out, what about your unsafe friends? If you think we're nervous, as the people of God, God's own kids that he cannot fail to provide for, how about... People that don't know Jesus, where are they at? What are they thinking right now? I don't know how people that don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ are even navigating this moment. No wonder they're scared. In a few minutes, we're gonna have a moment where I'm gonna help. I'm gonna give you an invitation of how to know him and how to make sure you know them if you, maybe you're questioning this time. I don't know. But I know throughout history, when economies shake, when the world shakes, God shows up and God shows out and shows off for his people. The problem is that the world system is completely upside down to the kingdom of God. And so the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God, which is God's way of doing things. So much so that when the early church in the book of Acts, in our text today, <clears throat> in the book of Acts 17, in the Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Apostolic Early Church, went into Thessalonica. The Bible says Paul the Apostle preached there for three weeks, three weeks. And in three weeks, so many people were saved, healed, and set free from demonic power that the establishment exploded into chaos. They were fear, it shook their economy. It shook everything because they were, they were freaking out. The Bible says that these Jewish leaders that resisted the message set the city, quote, in an uproar and attacked the people of God. Listen to their outcry. Go ahead and put it up on the screen. These who have turned the world upside down have shown up here. Why? 
devils, demons, were reacting to the turning right side up of an upside down world. My friends, you're a world changer. What do we finish with in our next steps class? We start with knowing God, finding your purpose, growing in freedom, and guess what? Making a difference. This is your destiny. This is your calling. This is your purpose. You're a world changer. You're a history maker. You, my friend, are a transformer. When you're transformed, every place you walk, every place you go, every place you talk to somebody, they're transformed too. You are a transformer. Attitude is everything in this moment. Attitude is everything. The way, the way you carry it. It's not just the fact that you do carry it. You can say, oh, I accept that. But how are you carrying it? Are you, are you just jumping into the negativity of everybody else? I began this series this month, True-ish, with a declaration about hummingbirds and vultures. And I'm going to say it again in case you're newer or you missed that Sunday. Hummingbirds are created by God to spend their entire life, their entire day, all they do is, is hum and hover and look for the sweet nectar of life. Vultures, all day long, are looking for dead things. Hummingbirds and vultures both find what they're looking for. Which one are you more like? Which one were you more like the first week of March? And which one are you more like today in the middle of this? Be a hummingbird. If you're talking more about the problem than the solution, you're being conned. You're being conformed. <clears throat> it takes no faith at all to agree with all the negativity in the world right now. We're surrounded with it. it takes no faith at all. You want to just jump and be like everybody else? Just might as well dig a hole and crawl into it and just cry. Or are you going to be the church? I'm so excited right now to have this little clip from some of our long-term wonderful friends and people part of Now Church, Paul and Gail Chalk. Let's see what they have to say this week, what they're going through.
That's so encouraging. What a great thing to be able to hear just the testimony of Paul and Gail and what they're going through right now. Uh, I just want to remind you, maybe you just now are tuning in and you weren't here for the offering a few moments ago. We try to make it super easy. Listen, this is another invitation. Listen, activate your faith. Do what God's saying to do and you can follow along and do that. I want to say one thing. I have a prophetic thought for you right now. And this is how I want to kind of land this week a little bit. I want to say this to you. Social distancing doesn't mean spiritual isolation. Let me say that again. We're all talking about social distancing. That's the buzzword of the hour. Social distancing is not the same thing as isolating yourself spiritually from God or from your church. That's the mistake I think people are making right now. And I want you to know this is the moment where you've got to be more intentional about your community connection in the, in the faith of God. Listen, right now there's some great men and women of God all over. There's church all over on Sunday morning. There's, there's all kinds of messages. And I love and respect my colleagues, but let me tell you something. The Spirit of God has spoken to my heart this week and said, look, you, you have many teachers, but you don't have many fathers. You have many voices, but you, don't, but you only have one shepherd, okay? Jesus is the great shepherd, but if you're part of Now Church, I want to challenge you to make sure that you're giving credence to the voice of the way God is speaking here more than the gloomers and doomers and all the people freaking out and even other pastors that are going into end time madness, okay? This is not time to freak out about end time conspiracies. My wife has scriptures on that, very powerful things. You need to be a part of this house and make sure that you're putting your roots down deep. This is not a time to be separate or to, be, or to distance yourself because we're hearing about distance. The church is still the gathering together of called out ones to action. The gathering is taking place. It may not be in the same room at the same time, but we're still gathering together. Wednesday nights, I've still got a message for you. I'm trying to give it to you around 7.30 on Wednesday nights. So far, I've had technical difficulties, and I apologize for that. I'm not a technician. I'm a preacher. But we will make it happen as best we can, and I've got technicians going to be with me this Wednesday. Okay, so don't miss Wednesday night at 7.30 on Facebook Live. The church is still the church. We're still gathering together, even if it's in different homes right now. Be the church. Moms and dads, you're the priests of your home. Lead your young people. I wanna, uh, we've been praying this week. Listen, I made a joke last Sunday about marriages and, and being under pressure. Can I tell you, I eat those words. I take them back. I know that there's pressure, even for marriages where you love each other. 
You're not used to being together all the time or in this kind of situation. We're praying for marriages. We are believing for marriages to get better and stronger through this, not to break down. I was talking to a friend earlier today who told me of somebody in their world that their husband of 20 years just walked out and said, through this thing, I realized I don't love you anymore. I haven't loved you for a few years and I'm gone. That's, that's my friends, that would be even worse catastrophe in many ways of the effects of this dumb virus. Hold together. I love when Oral Roberts used to say this, when you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and hang on by faith. If you're there, God will lift you up. He will gird you up. But even when we're finding temporary ways to gather through technology, we are still connected. That's what all of February was about. Building bridges. Being intentional about building the right bridges toward God and toward people. We're together by covenant. Mission, vision, and values, not by the building. I know some of you realize that God talks to me through old music and food. I've had a revelation I shared a long time ago about pizza. This is a pizza revelation. Anybody like pizza? If you like pizza now, oh, see somebody, I just finally got your attention in the house right now. You never heard anything I said until I said pizza. Maybe you're a teenager. Okay, it's okay. Look up here. Let me have your eyes. A few years ago, I was, we were having pizza and, and I was, it was a big crowd. And so I was doing the pizza math in my head. Is, are, am I gonna have enough pizza? So I took a slice out of the box and I started to eat my pizza. And then I, I thought, well, I better get another piece even before this one is done. So I went back. If I'd have left my pizza in the box, by the way, the pizza that was still together in the box, even the slice missing was still hot. But the moment I pulled out any slice off on its own, it began to cool off really fast. My concern as a pastor, God talks to me through pizza. One of my concerns is, as a pastor is if you're losing your heat and your passion and your love for Jesus and your ability to worship him because you're disconnecting from the other slices. My friends, you gotta be intentional about this. Stay together so you can stay hotter longer. And the together is not in this room. The together is around this message, even through technology. Almost done. Social distancing doesn't mean spiritual isolation because isolation makes you selfish. Isolation causes the worst in us to rise to the surface. That old sin nature that selfishness rears its ugly head because when we get isolated, we're usually in fear and we're usually thinking only about us. Heard the story today um, of somebody who was at Sam's Club and this, little old, this older lady was troubled and very upset. She was near the cash register and a young man said, ma'am, what's going on? She said, I, I can't get out very often and I just can't find bread. And this young man said, ma'am, I've got bread right here in my cart. Here's my bread. Look in my cart. If there's anything else you need that you couldn't find today, 
Take it. I want to give it to you. My friends, that's faith. Faith expressed through kindness and compassion. Proverbs 18, 1 says, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. That's what happens when somebody estranges themselves, pulls back, gets away from the other slices of pizza. It's time to be planted in the house of the Lord because those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. The house of the Lord is not right now meeting in this room, but the house of the Lord is meeting right where you are. Connect. Be intentional. Hear these words. Activate them. Talk to your children about them. Talk about this message all week. Talk about the things that matter to you, the things that mean something to you. Because right now in certain times as the enemy tries to separate God's people, the church must go forward. It's crucial. And that will require an intentional pursuit of your faith community. Pursue God, pursue his people. You have to reach for it. Finally this, we're going to find our feet again. After 9-11, it was a scary time. People weren't wanting to get back in airplanes, believe me. And I was scheduled to go two weeks after 9-11 to South Africa to preach in a conference. And I prayed about it. My wife and I prayed and I said, God, I'm willing to go, but I just need to know you got me. And when I called South Africa, the pastors down there to say, I'm coming, they said, we're so thankful you're coming. They said every other pastor that was supposed to be all these men of faith and power, they said every other pastor was supposed to come down here and minister to us from America for that week has canceled. Thank you for coming. And it was weird. It was so weird going to the airport. It was weird getting on the airplane. It was weird getting to the airport and there were soldiers lined up all around us. There were, I mean, our, our National Guard was there uh, walking us out. You remember that, Pastor Lindsay? You were with me. Pastor Lindsay and I went by faith and we were okay, but we had to kind of find our legs, find something solid to stand on. And when God said, I want you to go, and my wife said it was okay. I didn't want to leave her. Didn't want her to be afraid. But we were some of the first people that flew internationally when the airline started flying again. And I remember getting on that plane, it was like, okay. It was a little weird at first. And the world did change. How we fly has been changed to this day. Almost 19 years later, it's different. But it wasn't the end of the world. It was just a change. We found our way. We found our legs. We found our faith in God. And we fulfilled our calling. What's our takeaway today? Be the church. Help us reach out to our most vulnerable people. Talk to people from the church. Check on each other. Love each other. Some of our older people may be scared. There are are people in this church that have health issues that we've got to protect them. It's not, maybe, maybe you're not worried about you. Okay, but it's not about you being selfish. It's about you caring for other people. That's what this whole thing about staying at home is about. Don't get so focused on yourself. 
Use your God-given gifts to help somebody else. Anybody remember Hurricane Irma a couple years ago? As long as we were looking for water and freaking everybody's like, I can't find water, can't find a bottle of water. I think there was a toilet paper rush then too, Pastor Lindsay. <laughs> but you know what? The moment that Pastor Gail had a word about helping turn our church on the Friday night into a rest area, rest stop for people coming up on 441 from South Florida. You know, the moment we turned it to look outward to help somebody else, our people found water all over the place, bottled water, brought it here. And we were able to serve other people. And we took our eyes off of ourselves, put them back on God. You know what the promise of Jesus is? When you seek first the kingdom of God, and that's where we're gonna land. All these things you need will be added unto you. We'll talk about it more maybe Wednesday or maybe next Sunday about seeking the kingdom of God. I don't wanna challenge you. Don't be a conformer to the way everybody else is acting. Be a transformer. Maybe you don't know Jesus right now. Maybe there's a question in your heart or in your mind about your relationship with God. Maybe you've been raised in this church, maybe a young person, and you've heard in children's church, you've heard in youth, for whatever reason, it never went from here to here, never got inside of your heart. I beg you, I implore you, make this day your choice to be transformed into the image of Jesus by receiving him. Just pray this with me right now, wherever you are, just say it out loud in your homes. Pray for your children, pray for your teenagers, pray for your husband or your wife. Just say this with me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I can't save myself, but you're my savior. Be the Lord of my life and change me from the inside out. In Jesus' name. If you meant that prayer, then this is your day for a new beginning. We're praying for you all this week that you would be transformed into the image of Jesus wherever you go. Don't be confused or conformed by fear. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you 